0: And now, for a look at all things sports with two average sportsmen themselves. It's the Sporting Hacks with Hilly and Jules. Well, you work to earn a living, but on weekends comes the time. You can do whatever turns you on, get out and clear your mind. Me, I like football, there's a lot of things around. Line them up together, the footy
1: wins hands down.
0: Oh yes, it's grand final week and it's the Sporty Hacks with Hilly and Jules. And I'll tell you what, it's been a big week for all the Cats and Richmond supporters. And they take on each other on Saturday night at the Gabba for the 2020 AFL Premiership. I'm excited, I'm up for the Cats. And I know my co-host Big Jules Claridge is also up and about for his beloved Tigers. Jules, I know, mates. I know it's been a big week. I absolutely love you, but we are sworn enemies. <laughs> come Saturday night,
2: it's happened, Hilly. We this was this was every listener's doomsday scenario. The cats and the tigers get in. We could either we could either have a thousand listeners this week, or we could have ten. Who knows? But oh, uh, awesome. how exciting is it?
0: Oh, mate, it's exciting, and I think uh, everyone's sort of looking forward to tuning in and listening to a bit of banter because we're both very passionate. Uh, supporters of our own clubs, Um, and I have had a few requests to have a live uh, session of uh, Hilly and Jules on Saturday uh, whilst the grand final is going on, but I don't think that could happen because we're not allowed to go and watch it at other people's house, thanks to the Premier.
2: And I think there'd be a few expletives in there, and uh, our friends would would attest that you're a bit worse than I am, Hilly, but (laughs) I'm... I will admit I'm just as bad, but it's very exciting. We, uh, we are going to be – this is probably the one episode we can be biased towards our clubs because it's a, it's a really good effort in this year to, to just make it for a start. But obviously the two clubs won't be happy with just making it. Um, they've, they're going to go out and obviously give it their all and hopefully get a win. And, mate, I think you – know,
0: I've been thinking about it all week. Actually, I've been thinking about it whilst I've been sleeping. I've just, I love it and I'm just excited for the Cats and can't wait. But I suppose, you know, the talk during the year was, is this going to be a premiership that's going to have an asterisk next to it? You know what? I think it's going to be one of the hardest premierships to uh, to win and one that's going to be most satisfying, especially for Richmond and Geelong having both been away from their home bases for nearly 115 days. Like, that's an amazing effort, big sacrifice on their life. And I know that a lot of people are doing it tough and, you know, they're they're getting well-looked after up in their hubs. But still, though, to be away from home, loved ones and so forth, it's going to be a well-deserved premiership to whoever takes it out. Yeah,
2: I think you're right, Eileen. And and I I was actually one to – I'll put my hand up and say it it could have been an asterisk at the start of the year because it was different, because it was new, shorter game times and things like that. It just didn't feel the same. But once games got going – it was it sort of felt like a normal a normal season in the end, and because there wasn't any more breaks once they got started, I think you're right. I think now it's it's actually probably going to be a harder premiership to win, and as you said, especially being away from their loved ones for so long. And you know, we spoke about last week, with Brisbane and Port had a perfect opportunity to either make the grand final or win it, and you know, they sort of they sort of blew it. But we'll just quickly touch on the prelims, Hilly, and we'll start with. With your cutters, you know they—they're just too good for the Lions. Lions look nervous. They look young. They look inexperienced. And Geelong, the Geelong veterans just stood up and sort of did it easily in the end.
0: Yeah, I thought they played a good brand of footy. Played with a lot of intent. Um, and what I thought—and I said to—I said to you last week too—is I just struggled to find where Brisbane were going to manufacture their goals. Hipwood, beautiful mark. Not great in front of the goals. Um, and if you can control their smalls. A lot of reliance on their midfield, having to push forward and kick goals, and they just weren't able to manufacture manufacture goals. And I thought uh, it was just an all-round team performance by the Cats. Great to see the little master up and about. too. So I was up and about when he kicked his, uh, his two goals, even though one shouldn't have been a goal because it was a throw from danger. But I'll yeah. take it because, well, I thought the umpires were uh, were on Brisbane's side for that first half. But uh, yeah. overall, really, really happy. And, you know, maybe having that, not having that week off and just playing continuous footy, maybe a blessing in disguise, you know, a bit of momentum going into a grand final. What yeah, I'll tell you what, you?
2: Though, I, was, um, I was a bit nervous for, for Cole Jasney, mate. Cameron looked on and I thought, are they going to stick with this match-up? But good on to Chris Scott for sticking with it because he killed him in, in three quarters. And yeah, Gaz was good, but he didn't have an opponent. So he'll have an opponent this weekend and um, we'll hopefully pay a bit more attention to him. But... The Tigers on the weekend, look, the game could have gone either way. I thought Port probably played the better first half. And Tigers in that last quarter again just stood up, won the clearances, won the contested ball and and were just slightly better on the night. It was wet, it was tough, it was just a good good old fashioned prelim and, and the Tigers having to come out on top. I thought Nan
0: was a key few in the last quarter. Just dropping back and maybe Port should have done a little bit more to try and you know, curb his influence. Because if you're going to bomb it in there and you've got the spare tall man at the back, it uh, certainly makes it um, pretty hard to score when you've got that big man dropping in the, uh, the drop zone.
2: Yeah, 100%. And he's done it in a few grand finals now. So um, I'll probably talk a bit more about Nank when we get into our, our grand final analysis. So what we're going to do, listeners, is we're going to talk about our three dangers. So, for example... My three dangers, as in what I'm worried about from Geelong, and we'll talk about our three threats that, that the Tigers have, or, or our three weapons that we think or that I think can trouble Geelong. So, we're going to go back and forth and hopefully get a bit of banter. So, Hilly, you, you kick us off. You give me what we'll start with our dangers. So, what are you worried about from, from the Tigers? Oh, listen,
0: I guess Dusty is probably one of the main dangers. Um, we know when Dusty's up and about. And get that big long ball inside forward fifty, and just give your forward plenty of great use. So I guess he's a real danger. You've got to restrict his influence around the stoppages and getting the ball inside his hands. But even when he goes forward, two um, we've got to be mindful of his great one-on-one ability and able to uh, you know to be strong in that contested marking um, situation. So he's going to be a really big key. Um, well, I'd hope he'd be a big key matchup that they've sort of put a bit of work in the Cats. Um, who runs with him in the middle? Maybe they might run with a Parfit or a Guthrie, someone that's, um, you know, able to keep up with him pace-wise, um, but can make him accountable as well, because both are, are, are pretty good ball winners for the Cats. When he drops forward, where do they go to? They've probably got a few options, but I think Colin Jasney will probably get first crack at him. Um, and if that doesn't work, I you know, I'm pretty confident in our back six that we've got someone else that can try and go one-on-one with him but um nevertheless a big danger and probably one of the players that i know the cats will put a bit of work into
2: i think with dusty you need a plan you know port adelaide didn't have a really didn't have a plan and it sort of cost him so i i'd be confident with dusty on parfit to be honest guthrie's another question i think he's probably the one that'll get him up forward again pretty confident with college Jazzy. i know he's been good but i just he might be a bit too agile for College Jasney, but as I said, they've got a few down there. I suppose my first danger is the same, and his name is Danger. He <laughs> just—he just looks on to me. He—he's three finals. What he hasn't really set the world on fire. I know he had a good semi-final, and he was good again in the prelim. But he just looks calm. He looks composed. He hasn't been celebrating after wins. He just looks on to me, and I think he's really set himself for this game. And I don't really know what matchups going to happen for him up forward. Maybe depending on who's down there at the time, but maybe Grimes, um, Bolter. I, I don't really know, so he's he's my main worry.
0: Well, who do you think goes to Hawkins then? If so, Danger plays forward. Who goes to Hawkins? Does Bolter get another chance at him, and then do they play a
2: Bolter or do they play an Atchbury? I think Bolter will get first crack. He was good last time. Uh, they play the Cats, albeit it wasn't great service to Hawk. but it'll be, it'll be him or Asprey, and then you'll probably have Grimes. When Danger's not down there to try and intercept Mark, as, as well as Vlosten and, and these type of players, but when Danger's there, maybe Grimes. I'm not too sure what, what Dim is thinking there. What about your second, um, what are you worried about?
0: Yeah, your
2: back line. And the
0: only reason I'm worried about your back line is the way that they run and carry and spread if they've got the the numbers that have pushed back in that defensive 50. But if Geelong can get that ball movement going quick and sort of get them on the hop a little bit, I'm certainly confident we can get some good football going forward and give our forwards first choice. But if it's that slow ball movement, which they probably did last time against the Tigers. And we haven't seen it the last couple of weeks. They've really sped up that ball movement going inside Ford 50. It doesn't allow your backs to get back in you know, in numbers to then try and run it out. So and I guess the, the player that sort of worries me a little bit that can play a little bit unaccountable football, he doesn't always have an opponent, is Hooley because he's a real quarterback and can set it up from that back half and he gives you plenty of drive. So I guess the key is for the Cats to get forward, the ball forward quickly not allowing numbers get back for the Tigers and give themselves plenty of opportunities going forward. But if they don't get that ball moving forward, the Tigers can hurt you on the rebound and get now, that slingshot going.
2: Do you think Geelong need to change their game plan? Because I know they like to chip it around and against the, the Tigers will let them do that in the back line. So they, to beat Richmond, you do have to go quick. Although we are a turnover team, it's risk v reward. So do you think the Cats will change something up this week?
0: Oh, if you watch the last two weeks in comparison, when they played Richmond last, the ball movement's been a lot much a lot quicker. So you're getting the you know the player running, player marks gives the handball straight away, and they're getting that long kick in there. So it's not giving teams enough time to to get back in big numbers. And I think with Grimes, you know, danger down there. If you allow Grimes to play that third man, or you know, peel off his opponent and get that fist in, very hard to score. So they've got to make sure that they make Grimes accountable as well.
2: Yeah, all right. Well, I'll talk about my next thing. I'm worried about for Geelong, and it's actually your wingman. So Duncan Menengola, and if and if Guthrie sort of goes through there, he's an All Australian wingman. But anyway, um, <laughs> he deserves our, it. <laughs> our wingman, you know, are, are sort of our bottom six players. Your Macintoshes and Marlon Pickett and a couple others. So I can I, I can see Duncan getting off the chain a little bit, getting some easy ball as well as Menengola. So Usually McIntosh can sometimes have a bit of a run with roll, so he might get a dunking. I don't really know, but that sort of concerns me that the two wingers could get 20, 25-plus possessions and kick a couple of goals.
0: Yeah, I'm confident in our wingman. I think, uh, you know, if I was looking at the two sides, um, I'd certainly back our wingman over over your two guys. I think there's a lot of strength on our wings in comparison to you guys. And, yeah, fair call. I think um, they're going to be a really cru- uh, crucial part of now. Uh, chances of winning on Saturday night, that's for sure. Um, do you reckon McIntosh will have that runway throw perhaps maybe to shut down a Duncan or a Menengola?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not a tag. It, it might be just a, you know, how it goes, you're on You're on Duncan today sort of thing. It won't, you know, it's... Sometimes he's done that. I don't know if they'll do it for the grand final, but, uh, you know, you tag Duncan and Menengola might get off the chain. So I, I, I am a bit worried there and... I, they may, they may bring in Caddy for Pickett I don't, because of the bigger bodies from Geelong, um, but I, they'll probably go in unchanged. Uh, however, I wouldn't mind seeing Caddy in. I know he's not quick anymore, but just for a pinch it in the midfield at times against the bigger bodies of Geelong.
0: Uh, you can have Caddy in, mate. I'd much rather. I'd be much scared having Pickett in there because. He's a bit more creative. Where I think, uh, yeah, Caddy. I wouldn't be too fast with Caddy coming in. I'd be happy with that selection if that was the case.
2: You <laughs> didn't say that a few years ago when he was at Geelong, big star. Uh, he was a
0: bit quicker back then, but um, I just I don't <laughs> I don't think he compliments your side at the moment. I think you've got a nice mix in there with what you have got. I think that'd be, yeah. I don't think it would be a positive bringing Caddy in. I think Marlon Pickett's, even though he's probably a little bit um, yeah you know, hit miss at times. I think he'd be uh, a bit more damaging than what uh, than what Caddy would add.
2: Yeah, he just looked a bit soft on the weekend picket, especially in the wet. And, you know, obviously there's forecast of rain for the grand final. It's obviously a night game. So that was my thinking, but I'd say they're going unchanged.
0: What about your third danger? Yeah, my last one is blokes like Castagna Rioli, who don't get a lot of the footy, can go missing quite regularly, but just coming up and bobbing up and kicking their two or three. Um, You know, I've got every confidence in our back line. I know you've called them old and slow, but I'll tell you what, I reckon the last couple of weeks and last week was probably um, a good a good uh, showing of how we can certainly stop those small forwards. Zorko, Rainer, Cameron. You know, we had a good first quarter, Cameron, but didn't do much after that. McCluggies, um, those fast players. Even though we've got a few old leagues in our side, I still think that we can certainly... Uh, take it up to your smalls but it just worries me at times you know Castagna or you know rioli or these sort of players could just have that sort of stewy dew moment where they might kick two or three in a quarter and a quarter and a half or two quarters and just give you a little bit of a um yeah, i guess a bit of a spruce in that forward line
2: yeah i think um, i think rioli is, is, is your main worry Castagna kicked zero five last year in the granny but he, you know, I'm not sold on Castagna, but Rioli is the one who doesn't get a lot of stats. But you're right, can have a massive quarter. He, I think he laid six or seven tackles last week. So yeah, his pace is going to be is going to be crucial to the to our forward line and trying to keep it in there. My 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 last worry is probably our second ruckman. So we will have David Asprey or a bolter, or who God knows who else, maybe Tom Lynch, I doubt it, but that's where maybe Blitzarves or a Stanley could really get on top and, and give it to your midfielders and, and get in your forward half. So that that sort of worries me, and especially if, God forbid, Nank gets injured or something, yeah, we'll be in a world of hurt. So that's, that's my last worry with the Cats, even though your Ruckman aren't superstars. I know Stanley's been good, but... Um, yeah, that the second Ruckman worries me a little bit. that to be a pretty good battle that ruck battle because I don't think Nan Curvis is a superstar
0: either. So, um, you know, and Stanley, he, he can be consistent. He's not. He can be consistently inconsistent at times, but his last couple of weeks have been super. And gee, I reckon that's going to be a vital matchup. Uh, and I'm confident that Stanley, with his fitness and goal kicking ability, can be a real pain in the bum for you tigers. And um, Didn't you just say
2: Nankervis was best on last week.
0: Yeah, but he dropped back. But he's only up, up against Lysett. Lysett, I wouldn't. I don't think is uh, you know as good as Stanley. I think Stanley's a much better ruckman and a player that can push forward. So I reckon. Uh, no, I yeah, about I, that, that's debatable. I reckon Stanley can uh, can certainly get the uh, the chocolates on Nankervis. I think uh, his power to move forward and kick goals. It uh, certainly can make Nankervis accountable, so I'm confident in that battle.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think yeah, around the ground, uh, Stanley is obviously quicker, but Nank's just very, very tough. And st- I think still think Stanley can go missing. You know, he's yes, he's had a, had a good month, but before that, he was he's very inconsistent. But we'll see what happens. Now we've, we've probably spoken a bit about it, our threats and what Richmond. And Geelong have to offer, so we'll probably go through these a bit, a bit quicker. So, what? Maybe give me your threats from Geelong's point of view.
0: Uh, I think uh, Danger up forward can certainly be a threat. Um, no doubt, you'll put a lot of work into to the Hawk and the Hawk, and still, you know, if he can kick straight like he uh, he didn't do against Port but he and he probably kicked what two, three last week. Oh, actually, I'll rephrase. I think our forward line can certainly improve from last time, and um, you know, Rowan kicked three last week. Gaza was on the scoreboard. Myers, if our four lines up and about, um, I certainly think they can give you guys some headaches. And if we can get that ball moving inside forward fifty like we had the last couple of weeks, nice and quick, and giving them every opportunity without having to get the Tigers' numbers back, um, you know, I think that's certainly a threat we can we can certainly uh, you know help us uh, to go to that holy grail. Um, so I think our four lines one one area where we can certainly
2: um get on top if uh, if our midfielders allow it as well. It's interesting because one of my threats is our run from our back line. So you spoke about Hawley before and Liam Baker, Jaden Short, you know, even Bolter Grimes can run off. So it's gonna be interesting, isn't it? The, the forwards of Geelong versus the backs of Richmond. It's especially if, if Geelong are winning the clearances, obviously we're gonna be under the pump. So uh it's yeah it's sort of Geelong's strength and Richmond's strength at the same time. It's going to be very interesting to see how it pans out.
0: What about for the Tigers? Where do you see one of their strengths?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you can't go past Dusty. I'm not really going to talk about him too much. You spoke about him earlier. And again, our run from, from, from the back line. But my last sort of threat is just Richmond's pressure. If we, if we bring our pressure and our game style again against the Cats, you know, I'm, pr- I'm pretty confident yeah you know, we'll at least be in the game and, and, and have a, a, a good chance of winning.
0: I guess another area I'm confident with too is to nullify your forward line. So I know you know Lynch and Rewalt, they're great players, don't get me wrong and you've got some really good smalls in there as well. but our experienced backline, who I think is very versatile, old and slow as you like to call them, but I think they've. I still think we've got that experience, skill, football now to get on top. I'd say Taylor will get first crack at Lynch, and I'm I'm confident that matchup. You know, a lot of people probably been critical of Big H, probably because H hasn't got the football as much as what he has previously. But you know what? I don't care. If we can stop Lynch kicking goals, that's a win for me. Three you know,
2: five on him last game.
0: He didn't kick five, did
2: he? I reckon uh, Riewoldt kicked oh, five. Oh, four.
0: Might have been four. Oh, I'm well, still in H anyway. Uh, Stewart. I think Stewart's going to be a key for us. Running off halfback. O'Connor, he's had a super season. He's really stepped it up. Colin Jasny will be crucial, especially if Busty goes down there for a rest. Um, and Buse. You know, Buse is probably the key one for me as well. Um, they've sort of used him as more of a halfback flanker, pushing up the ground. I think he needs to stay a little bit deeper this week, especially if a Castagna or a Rioli plays down at the feet of these big boys. So, um, some good matchups all around because I know how good Richmond's forward line is. But I've, I've got a lot of confidence that we can nullify your uh, your forwards from kicking goals.
2: Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. So we've spoken about our dangers and our threats. So we we obviously know who we're tipping. That's a stupid question. <laughs> isn't it? But give me, a, give me an, an honest margin, Hilly, and, pro, and a, maybe a, a Norm Smith and a, maybe a Norm Smith as well. So two, two selections that you, that you think are roughing maybe from your team.
0: All right. So I'm going to go the Cats by 17 points. Uh, I think it'll be a pretty close game. I think we'll go all the way down to the wire. But I think the Cats, uh, they can run eight games so well and a good fourth quarter side, a fourth quarter side. I think seventeen points by the Cats. My Norm Smith. I think Danger. I think that, you know this is the day that Danger is going to bring his best A-grade game. He's, as you said, he hasn't been showing much emotion. He's ready to go, and he's probably been waiting for this day for a long, long time. So I'm going to say Danger will be my Norm Smith, and my my ruffie for Norm Smith. I'm going to say. And he's at pretty good odds. And I know we don't speak odds on this uh, podcast, but I want to say Tom Stewart. Uh, He's ever reliable, gets a lot of the footy. He's a real uh, quarterback, a bit like Hooley down at Richmond, across half-back and sets a lot up. Uh, So I reckon Tommy Stewart could be a a bit of a smoky for the Norm Smith as well. And one thing I know that will be for certain, win, lose or draw. Dolph what will be going
2: on next year, big fella. <laughs> well, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But I my... bet your
0: mum and dad are happy that they went up to Darwin to quarantine, mate. Oh, they
2: they will be now, but it's going to be his last game. So, of course, they went up. Ah, stop it.
0: They knew that they were going to play <laughs> grand final footy, the Cats.
2: <laughs> the old arrogant Cats. All right, I'll give you my selection. righty to uh, Hit me with it. Obviously, Richmond. I'll, I'm going to go by about two goals. Um... I think, I think it's going to be... I think it'll be definitely under four goals, three or four goals to either side. It's not going to be a blowout. Uh, Norm Smith, can't go par. I'm not going to say Dusty. He's like back and locking out the brown, though. If Richmond win, he's going to be up there in the conversation. But my selection's going to be Shane Edwards for Norm Smith. I just think he's clean. He could get 20-odd and kick a goal, and that could be the difference. My ruffy and... This guy could be the next Basher Hawley. Now, I know it's a big call, but Jaden Short has the potential to get 25 touches off halfback, especially if they put time into Basher. Now, you'll probably laugh at me, but, he, again, he's big odds, like your Tommy Stewart, and he, I think he's averaged nearly 18 or 19 touches this year. So he's just a bit of a smoky off halfback.
0: You don't think that the Tigers got too many of those sort of players that run off half-back? And not, they need maybe a couple of more lockdowns, especially if you've got yeah. Rowan, Dangerfield, Hawkins, you know, Ablett, that are all good goal kickers?
2: Nah, we've done it all year. Done it all year. We've got probably Liam Baker goes to Ablett. He'll shut him down. And then, you know, I'm not too worried about your forwards. Hawkins, we stop Hawkins, we'll be right.
0: I uh, we'll just wait and see, mate. We'll wait and see, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I love it. Can't wait.
2: Uh, good luck. Good luck.
0: Yeah, you too. <laughs>
1: In fury, we're from Tiger Land. In any weather, you will see us with a grin. Risking head and skin. If we're behind the never mind, we'll fight and fight and win, for we're from Tiger Land. We never weep until the final sirens gone. Like the tiger of all, we're starting with we're we with the tiger. Yellow and black we're from
0: Tiger Land. Okay, on the Sporting Hacks, it's time to catch up with a former Richmond superstar. I know he's looking forward to this weekend's big grand final. And I'll speak none other than fullback, Scotty Turner. Scotty, warm welcome to you, mate, and thanks for joining us on the Sporting Hacks.
1: No worries, guys. Good to be with you.
0: Hey, mate, big weekend of AFL football, and no doubt you're very excited being a former Richmond Tiger yourself. Uh, you must be looking forward to seeing your beloved tigers running around at the, uh, the Gabba grand final Saturday
1: night. Yes, mate. It's It's been a couple of, well, last few years have been very exciting and a couple of wins on board. So looking forward to this weekend. Uh, it's going to be a long day with the Cox plate beforehand, but looking forward to Saturday night, sitting back, having a few beers, watching it.
0: Hey, Scott, I want to ask you just over the last 10 years, I was watching a video, it must have been from Footy Classified with Benny Gale when he took over as CEO. Um, and he spoke about his 10-year vision About winning three flags by 2020 upleveling the membership From, what, 50,000 to 75,000 From a former player's point of view But also supporter's point of view You just must be wrapped with the progression The Tigers have made over the last 10 years Since Benny Gale's taken the helm
1: Yeah, for sure, mate Even back in my days in the 90s like Our training facilities were, were pretty poor um, We'd walk into possum stained, urine floors and and lockers, I suppose. Um, but you turn a clock forward 10 years and when, when Benny Gale took over, like he's just done the right job, he's got the right team behind him and, and same as what Harwick's done with his coaching staff. They've all, they've all supported each other and done the, done the hard yards and the rewards are paying off. So, Scotty, just quickly take
2: us back to the 90s and... Tell us what it was like to play in that era. You know, you, you're obviously a, a full-back, played on a lot of superstars. Um, obviously, the game's changed. Can you just sort of talk us through what it was like back in the 90s and and how you reckon you'd go in this era?
1: Yeah, as I said, the training facilities is is obviously upgraded a lot. And, like, we'd be training early 90s, sort of Tuesday Thursdays, and that was always after work. So... Um, obviously, these days, late nineties, when I, I started playing full-time professional footy, um, you're training four or five times a week, and the facilities improved over the years. And there, you've got your swimming pool, your basketball courts, and whatever you got in the gymnasium. So, facility-wise, it's improved heaps. Um, but as 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 the guys as the guys do now, they train harder, I suppose. But they and they get rewarded with what they're doing. So, and that includes their pack their salary packages. So. Um, the, time, the times are tough in the 90s for the Tigers the Early 90s um, I remember bringing home Tins here to Arrat And putting them in the local pubs to raise money To save our skins And when you look at us now We've got 100,000 plus members And won two of the last three flags And a chance to win another one So it's a big turnaround And, and it's great effort by Benny and the team I remember growing up, Scotty, in the 90s As a kid, just yeah, Didn't
2: play a lot of finals, on foot in the 90s But we've finally come good Yeah
0: Hey Scott, um, from a past players' point of view, and I guess a really you know strong Richmond uh, man, where's the improvement come over the last few years on field to see so much success, and obviously you know push for another premiership this year?
1: I think Coach, Trent has obviously stepped up as a leader, and he's obviously helped out um, Dusty as well. Like he's kept him kept him uh, out of out of. Uh, out of where? What's the word for it? I'm trying to think of the word But he's kept, <laughs> just kept, kept him in line Kept him in line, you could say um, But just and, and Harwick's obviously got the right coaching staff But Jack Rewald stepped up Lynch coming in the last couple of years has obviously been a good leader for him um, But also you've got your back six really In losing Rance, but you've got Grimes and Asprey and Those guys who have stepped up and covered for Rance Also in the last well, year or two So just the leadership on the ground. I know at times they might let the aggression get out of hand a bit, but I hope they bring that um, on Saturday night to uh, roughen up a few cats.
2: So, Scotty, I've sort of always wanted to ask this question about ex-players. What, what's the go with ex-players? Are you able to go up to the club and just sort of walk in or are you allowed <laughs> to get around the boys, you know, in this time? or, or what, what are ex-players actually allowed
1: to do at, at the clubs? It certainly got harder from when I was playing, like you could you could get room access to your family and friends and they'd be in before the game and after the game, but these days with security around the grounds, it's it's very hard, but as a life member, we get looked after a bit more, I suppose. Um, over the last few years, we've, we've had access to, to purchase um, a couple of grand final tickets and, or final tickets throughout, so that's always an advantage of being a life member. Um, obviously, disappointing we can't go this weekend or throughout the final series, but yeah, it, as you said, it's a lot. It's a lot harder, um, but the benefits are there. And yeah, that's a, that's the a system they're playing these days. It's, it's obviously a focus on security for the players as well as the supporters and and coaching staff.
0: How many people try to hit you up for a grand final ticket over the last couple of years, Fish? With uh, with your, I guess, um, being a life member and so forth, you'd get a heap of phone calls, wouldn't you?
1: No, not really. Obviously, they know they're taken because I only got. As, you, as I said, I only get a couple, so it's always the last couple of years It's been myself and my son, we go down on a Friday night And have a few beers, catch up to a few boys And then obviously get back in on, on Saturday and recover Sunday and come home So it's it's been an enjoyable few years and let's hope it continues this weekend Alright mate, we'll, we'll get on to the grand final and, and how are we going to beat Hilly's Mob, the Cats, this weekend? Um, I think... I think it'll roll. It'll come back to our, our, our back six. Um, I think we've got their, their forwards covered. I know Dangerfield's going to be hard to cover and have are going forward, but I think our back six can do the job. So that'll put pressure on our, on our on-ballers, such as Nick Curvis and Martin and, and, and um, Cotchen. So I think if we, we can win the on-ball brigade um, and put pressure on, on, our, on, their, fo- on their back line, um, I think we'll be right. So, as I said, the, the back be, our back line will be more settled. Um, so our, our mids have, have got to win more of the ball Especially in the first quarter With the weather, they're suggesting it could be thunderstorms And wet and greasy So the first quarter or so is going to be probably the hardest hardest sport And we've just got to make sure we get on top early and, and and sow the seed
0: Hey Scotty, I reckon the Ruck duel is going to be really critical You know, Nick Curvis and also Ray Stanley Both, um, you know, when they're up and about They can certainly both play the game So that's going to be critical to get that first use to the midfielders Isn't it?
1: It is, mate. He has a big neck. He, roll, he rolls around the ground like a rock rover and it's, it's great to see him back playing some good footy. So I think the wet, wet conditions will help him more than Stanley more around the ball, around the ground. So as we said, the, the on-ballers, it'll be a hard-fought game for, the, for, both, for the, both teams and let's hope that the Tigers come out with a win. And how do you see the lynch Rewalt combination at the moment?
2: You know, Lynch has come back in and rewalt has been a little bit quiet, but they have proven that they can play together. And, and I've been to Hilly a bit. I think their tools are vulnerable. They're a bit slow. Um, so how do you reckon they're going at the moment?
1: Yeah, oh, Jack's, Jack's drew for a good one. So as you showed last year, he ended up kicking five, I think it was. So and Lynch performed well in the last year's grand, grand final as well. So I think he can, he can polish up his elbows and shoulders and throw <laughs> throw his weight around this weekend, doesn't matter what he gets at the tribunal, so I think Jack will just play his usual scouting game around the forward line. He's do
0: you reckon there'll the, be a, yeah, I'm not worried about Jack, I'm more worried about Lynch. Um, do you reckon there's uh, going to be any change for the Tigers, Scotty, or they'll go in through unchanged?
1: Unchanged, I reckon, just with the weather. I'd like to see Arts come back in, like he's had a pretty good year and it was disappointing to see him get dropped, but. As I said, um, the, little, the little brigade in their forward line, uh, Rioli, Gastagna, and those guys, they've done it over the past few years and they've performed at the right, at the right time. So I, I hope they bring their, their A grade game and they put their, their forward line pressure on to help, our, help us get some goals.
2: Have you got a, a bit of a prediction for us, Scotty? I know you're obviously on the Tigers, but maybe a margin and a Norm Smith and someone you think might bob up and play well?
1: Uh, I'll say about two, th- oh, I'll say fourteen points because be, I'm suggesting it's going to be wet. Uh, it's a nice close game. I'd love to see Dusty win another one, but I reckon uh, Basher might might be Basher's turn this year. He might like he's only played a few games. He's fresh, um, so I'll be looking forward to him running off half back and an outsider to play a ripper of a game. I'd love to take a Stagnor or Rioli. Um, but I'll,
2: I'll stick with me old mate from
1: and Dave
0: Asprey. Yeah, good one. Hey, Fish, before we let you go, mate, we really do appreciate your time this week. I know you've been uh, hit up with a few uh, requests here and there. Um, yeah. I want to ask you, what is it like playing in front of the Tiger Army? And I no doubt they've probably gotten louder and wilder since the success has come over the last couple of years. But even your time, they're such a you know passionate bunch. What was it like running out in front of the MCG, 80 or 90,000, for a lot of those Tigers fans
1: in the stands Yeah, it was a great feeling, mate um, Just go Give you a, boost, a goosebumps when you're playing in front of them They're roaring, usually for you um, You certainly don't want to stuff up And do something wrong, because I'll soon let you know But it was always good to catch up with them well, During your game, you'd always give them a thumbs up Or something like that, but after the game It was always good to catch up with them, try and have a beer with them Whether it's at the local pub or social club And that's just how the, how we got on and Back in the 90s, and it, they show their respect now. In these days, every when you go to Melbourne, they'll they'll try and catch up and say good day and have a beer with you.
0: Hey, before we let you go, we uh, we loved you down here when you played at the Warnable Blues, and we've got a lot of, a lot of number of warnable listeners that tune in. Um, a couple of great years you had down at the Blues, um, with a couple of successes with the back to back
1: flags. Yes, it was mate. It was always good. good to come come to Warrnambool. It made some great mates, and we're looking forward to our 20 year reunion next year. So that's that's gone very quick. Um, let's hope we can all catch up next year and have a beer for our 20 years. And yeah, it'll be good to we Well, certainly won't be at the read, seeing have that's been redone. So hopefully we'll be able to catch up at a local watering hole somewhere. Ah, uh, Scotty, we appreciate your time on
0: Sporting Hacks, mate. Thanks for joining us. And I don't say it with all that much, um, uh, yeah. Nice it is to say good luck for the weekend, but uh, hopefully it's a good game anyway.
1: Thanks, Scotty. Thanks, Charles. We are Geelong, the greatest team of all. We are Geelong, we're always on the ball. We play the game as it should be played, at home or far away. Our bell is fly high, high from noon to dorm.
0: Oh, Jules, I've been waiting all week for this interview on the Sporting Hacks with Hilly and Jules, uh, this man is a local, uh, when it comes to uh, talking Warrnambool football, he started at South Warrnambool, played, I think there's about 90 games at Geelong, debuted in 1997, and now he's been a really strong um, part of the Geelong coaching group, and he's, I know he's looking forward to a big grand final this Saturday night. I speak at James Riles, thanks for joining us, mate, really appreciate your time. Oh, thanks for having me on, Trent and Jules. I'm uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Hey, mate. Uh, first
3: and foremost, how's uh, the feeling around the club leading into uh, one of the biggest weeks of the year? And oh, it's obviously a very exciting week. Um, it's a very different week to other grand final weeks I've been a part of, though. Um, we had a training session last night. Um, it was pretty open, to be honest, to the crowd, and there's about nine people and a and a dog there, so um, a bit different to what we've. Uh, been able to generate down at Cadinia Park, but in, in saying that, it's still uh, just as exciting.
2: So, Riles, <clears throat> I'm not sure if you remember this. I've got a bit of, bit of a story for you. Can you remember 2007, you come and gave the South Rovers Footy Club a speech before our grand final? I'm not sure if you remember that. At South Rovers? Yeah, it was at the Reed Oval. So, in 2007, Brady uh, Evans teed you up, I reckon, and... You gave yeah, us a pump yeah. up speech and we come out. We were 33 points down at half time, but we ended up winning. So. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I, I do remember that and I did forget about that and I did catch up with a few of my old mates the night before and probably could have been in better condition when I got to that, to be honest. But um, I was happy <laughs> you got away with the win.
2: I <laughs> uh, was very rapt, and it was all your speech for us coming back. But is there a theme that, that you guys or Scotty's going with this? This week, I know a lot of coaches look at themes, especially come finals time. Can you let us in on a bit of information? Um, yeah, well, um, obviously, it's just been
3: a, it's such a, for everyone, unprecedented year. And I, I suppose, you know, just with the hub situation, I think we've been away 110 days now. So, look, a lot of the themes just have been around um, being united and connected as a group. Um, and that 's not just the twenty two that are run out um, on saturday it 's just been the whole team effort really um and uh it's really just up uh, up to us to coming up against the formidable richmond side to to take it to them um, and not take a step back um, i think' maybe in other finals at times we've probably um, definitely started poorly um, in finals, which has cost us so uh, I think the last two finals, especially against uh, Collingwood and Brisbane, was sort of was taking it to them the, the first sort of, uh, well, after the first bounce. So it's, um, we don't want to change that. So it's really just to take it to them um, and back ourselves.
0: Hey, Riles, I guess that's really notable too. Like, we know that the Cats like to control the ball movement and we've got some, and I say we on I'm you know, mad Cats, man myself. We know that uh, we've got you know, some very skilled foot users But it just seems like the last two weeks, you know, it's sort of been a little bit more, you know, play on a little bit more uh, quicker than what we probably have in the last couple of weeks of the season, plus the first week of finals. Would that be a sort of a true statement?
3: I think that is, yeah. I think we've just been a little bit better around the contest and probably a little bit cleaner, um, which allows us to use our our power. We've got some penetrating guys around the ball and um, even off-half-back who have probably backed themselves a little bit more and, and really drove through the contest, so... Um, yeah, I don't know if we've actually played on Much more, maybe a little bit more, but it's been More um, Just a pener- penetration and Around the contest, which doesn't always start With attack, it sometimes starts with defence So um, Yeah, no, that's been a strong part of our game and we've been Able to get some really dangerous looks Going inside 50 because of it
2: And Rose, will that be your focus this week? Do you think a bit more movement From your back line, especially against the Tigers? I know last time at it- it probably didn't go your way. But are you, gonna, are you just going to stick with the game plan that's got you there or are you sort of going to take the game on a bit more?
3: Um, yeah, I, th- I think there'll just be different stages. So it's important that we read the game. If we, I think if any side tries to go toe-to-toe and play chaotic footy against Richmond, um, any side will get undone. So we've just got to pick, pick and choose our time. Um, but as I said, as long as we're you know, competitive around the ball, we're, we're usually a pretty... Hard team to beat, um, but yeah, Richmond do it for a long time, for four quarters, so, you know, it, it'll be a four-quarter effort, um, for sure. You must be wrapped right with just the improvement
0: of players like Guthrie, which was, um, I guess, was great which he got the uh, All-Australian berth, but also, too, um, you know, Sandman and Gola, Parfitt, these sort of guys, it just sort of takes the pressure off your dangers and Selwoods. and know, your major ball winners to, um, you know, get the ball forward where you, you know, have the luxury of playing a danger a little bit more down in the forward line. Um, and it gives these guys a bit more of an opportunity too and a bit more um, of a chance to assert
3: themselves in the, in the middle. Yeah, there's no doubt. And it have clearly been our best players for the year, the guys you've mentioned. Um, it's been great to see Brandon Parfitt. Even um, Sam Simpson, who's, who's come in for the finals, has been fantastic. I think Gary Rowan's had his most consistent year. Um, even someone like Reece Stanley's had he's, he's had some good games, but he's he's had a really consistent year, um, and I think Blitzar um helped him out a bit more in the ruck. Has helped as well. So yeah, all those guys in the midfield have been have been really solid this year, and and it has allowed us to put the weapon that is Paddy Dangerfield down forward at times, um, which I really like. I I coached forward line in 2017 and had him down there a fair bit. Um, about a third of the year and he kicked 45 goals So I, I think he's a real weapon for us So look there'll be times He'll definitely be midfield as well So he's a bit of a weapon to be able to use
2: Yeah I'm a huge Tigers fan Riles I don't know if Hilly told you But I think you're, you're Spot on with Danger He's he's what I'm worried about the most I think he's he looks set for a massive game I suppose it's going to be Interesting to see, see him and Dusty Go at it and I suppose a massive question all week is, what's the plan for Dusty? Can you give us a bit of an insight? Oh,
3: yeah. It, it, I, I, I Obviously, don't, I can't give you plan A, but there is obviously going to be a lot of different plans with, with him because of just how he plays. And everyone knows his role. It's not hard to, to know what he's going to do, but it's when he's going to do it. Um, there's about three or four different players that are, that are moving around the stoppage Um, To get him in best position Or where he thinks he can influence the game So a lot of it will be on on him at the time And we've just got to be prepared for that Um, But in saying that And that's why um, A lot of commentaries around You've just got to stay with him Um, That's easier said than done Because it can pull apart your structures as well So um, yeah we'll be aware of it But yeah it's that balance And that's the art of coaching How much much you focus on it Because as I said it can kind of pull your game apart as well. Hey, Riles, what about the little
0: master? You know, it's uh, such an exciting time to, um, I guess, you know, celebrate what's been an enormous career and he's been a big part of the Geelong Footy Club for a number of years. But it's also a sad week as well because it's the last time we'll get to see the great man. Um, you know, how's he sort of been going through the week and how's he looking forward to it? Um, it's going to be you know, a big day for him and his family and you know, all the Geelong supporters and you know, everyone involved with the club as well.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a massive day. Be just a, obviously a great day to, to send him off if if we can come away with a win um for Gary uh, yeah, Gary. I've had a lot to do with Gary. I obviously he's a Jan Jack boy which I am and um we lived down there together and um I see him regularly. Uh I when he first came to the club I sort of looked after him and he didn't have a license then so I was driving him around a lot um sort of teaching him how to drive and whatnot. So um Yeah, and then obviously to see the player that he's become, I think there's not too many better than that's ever played the game. Um, I'm a bit biased, but uh, yeah, and to see what he's done and what he's done for the footy club and then to come back, um, it'd just be a great way to cap it off. He's just such a resilient guy with everything he's had to put up with and and been through and um, yeah, it would be very special.
2: Just the last one from me, Riles. I know I know Healy wants to talk to you all day, being a Geelong man. but <laughs> um, I suppose you, you're probably going in unchanged, but I just wanted to... Are there any selection dilemmas at the moment? Are you tossing up between... You know, I know Radagalia played well against Tigers last time and a couple of other players here and there, Jack Stephen, all these types of players, but I think you're going in unchanged, but can you give us maybe a bit of insight?
3: Um, well, there that, will definitely be... Uh, we haven't had our last match committee, but all those guys you've spoken about will be will definitely be talked about. Um, Tom Tom Atkins has been very stiff to miss out the last few weeks, so he'll be spoken about. Radically was really good against them um, uh, towards the end of the game, um, and that's that option whether we need another target down there because of their intercept game through Grimes and Boston and and Broad, who's back there now as well. So yeah, they're the things that'll be discussed. Um, to whether or not we go in changed or, or make a couple of decisions. yeah. Hey Riles, just one play I want to just chat about. I think this is
0: one of the great football stories of the year. Lockie Henderson, um, you know, obviously delisted at the end of last year and there was a bit of um, uncertainty where, whether he's going to play again, but the Cats gave him a rookie chance, um, come into the side as a bit of a fill in for the back line and just hasn't left. He's just been such a really downward offender, great user and I think he's been a pretty important over the last few weeks, especially come finals with uh, the way the Cats have gone.
3: Yeah, to, to Lockie's credit, it's, it's really just been his attitude um, from from day one, especially when the decision was to put Mark Litsarbs down back and obviously Harry Taylor's been a wonderful defender for us. So, um, yeah, look, he was just probably unlucky because those two players are, are such great defenders and so... So important to us um, that he, he didn't play some games. But the start of this year in the non-selected games, um, our, our reserves games, he, he was unbelievable. Um, yeah, with, with his form and, and he was just ready to go. So the decision for Mark Blitzar to play a little bit more around the ball, um, it was a really easy decision um, to put Hendo um, back in the team. And, and he's, he's played well every game. He's been... So consistent and, and such an important cog for us down there.
0: Hey mate, there's one player I want to ask you about, and he's not at the club, but obviously he's um, I guess you know expressed interest in joining the Cats, um, and you know there's a lot of water that goes under the bridge to even get him at Geelong next year, and that's Jeremy Cameron. But I guess you know he would be a great player to have in the uh, the side next year if it all uh, pans out, wouldn't he? Like just to compliment Tommy Hawkins and. Danger, you know, spending time down there. What a what a player to get if it uh, all works
3: out. Yeah, oh, no doubt. I don't. I think Blind Freddie would understand that he's a pretty good player and 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 could fit in any team. I'm sure any team in the AFL would want Jeremy Cameron in their team. So if he's looking to to um, come back to Victoria and and uh, just for, especially for family or lifestyle reasons, um, I'm sure the club will try and do whatever
2: they can to help him out. Sorry, Rals. I do have one more, and I'm really hoping. No, I shouldn't say that, but how's the health of Tomahawk? Is he is he going to be a late out?
3: Good line. you vision. That's um, yeah. That, that's great for media and been a great um, story. But uh, yeah, he had a little bit of a sore throat, um, which I think his daughter might have had. And and uh, yeah, yeah, it's more just to keep him away from the other players than than anything sinister. But um, no, I had to kick. With Tom uh, last night, he's fine, and he's, uh, he'll be ready to go, and he's in great form, so um, it's going to be exciting. And mate, you've got
0: a big role on the weekend as well. You've acted as a runner throughout the course of the year, so how are you uh, preparing for the game, big fella? You'll be um, making sure that legs are all uh, you know, feeling good, so you'll, uh, you'll have a big job on Saturday night as well.
3: Yeah, I'm about to go to the recovery center um, up here with the boys. I'm allowed to, because I'm the runner, so I uh, might get a massage as well. No, it's um I've really loved the role this this year because it's been um, just with everything that's going on. It's probably important, you know, this someone that's probably had the coaching experience that I've had to be able to be a conduit between the the box and the players. And um, look, to be honest, it, it's a it's it's far more influential role than I than I thought it would be um, because obviously you've got to make strong decisions and sometimes you can't get all the messages out, so you have to. You have to prioritise and, and um, yeah, I sort of manage the bench as well. So, um, yeah, it's worked pretty well for us this year and I actually think it's been an advantage with the experience that we've been able to have down there. We've got Shane O'Brien and, and Sean Griggs down there who's a former Richmond player, which will sort of help me on the weekend. So, um, no, I loved it. Um, I wish I could go out there a bit more. I'm restricted to how many times I can go out there. But, um, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Hey, has Grigor been a real good influence for the Cats this year?
0: Obviously, bringing that in from from Richmond as well. He's sort of one I, I forgot to mention. But how important has he been, especially in the planning um, phase? I guess this week more than any other with uh, with the Tigers.
3: Yeah, yeah, has sort of got a um, uh, or half a coaching role, but he but he's sort of helping out with our welfare as well. So he's a real good guy, real positive guy. Um, and yeah, look mainly around the Richmond. Uh, side of things he's been really great with the intel and um, even though we know how they play he's been able to put terms towards that and obviously talking about um, players and things that they don't like and what they come up against so no he's been uh, really influential for us
0: Hey mate we'll leave it there because we don't want to take too much of your time because you've got a big uh, recovery session and readiness for Saturday night (laughs) but mate yeah (laughs) Thank you for joining us on the Sporting Hacks. We really do appreciate your time. I know Jules probably doesn't wish this, but, uh, mate, all the best of luck with the boys and uh, hopefully the blue and white can come out on top on Saturday night and another flag down at Kidinia Park.
3: That'll be great, mate. I look forward to it.
0: it's time to do our fa- one of our favourite parts of the show and that is the clangor, the choke and the moral of the week. And Jules, thanks to Matt McCart, who does a super job, he's on all the social media platforms, he is our main sponsor of the Clangor of the Week. What have you got for us for this week?
2: Yeah, thanks to Macker again and he'll be drawing the uh, 2020 Richmond Premiership team next week, I would have thought, Hilly, but my... My clangor, <laughs> well this is sort of clangers, and, and it's going to the umpires on Friday night. Now, the delivery out of bounds, they paid six or seven. Now, I reckon oh. three or four of them were there, but I'll tell you what, it's, the clangers aren't for the decisions. The clanger is if it happens this week in a grand final, we will be roaring. If it's there, obvious, pay it. But if it's a wet day and we're kicking it off the ground, you know, there's got to be some common sense. I, I, was it was um, Hartlett going for deliberate? Who knows? Only he knows. So that's my clanger of the week. And they, I think the average was one deliberate per game. And they played six or seven in a prelim. Not good enough. Now, Healy, you don't have a choke this week. You've told me you've got a good clanger. So let's hear it.
0: Yeah, so I've got, another, I've got a clanger. I couldn't find a joke this week. There wasn't. I've looked through all the sports that we follow and there just was nothing that really came out. Could have said Brisbane, maybe, but I wanted to go a little bit different. Now, this may be a little bit controversial, um, but it's just, I don't know, it just doesn't sit well with me. So the clanger of the week for me goes to the AFL for allowing Ash Barty to be the presentation holder if the Richmond Tigers get the premiership done. Don't get me wrong. Love Ash Barty. I'm a huge fan. Love her in tennis. Think she's one of the great Australian sports people uh, that we've seen for a long time. But gee, couldn't the AFL have found someone that's actually Richmond-based to give them the role as presenter of the premiership cup if they're successful? Geelong have gone and got Ian Nankervis. Now, I know Big Nankervis uh, lives in Queensland. But surely there is an ex-player or an ex-person that's involved with Richmond that could have been the presenter rather than Ash Barty. I just think that was just the wrong decision by the AFL and I think that's a bit of a clangor in my mind. Yeah,
2: it's, I probably haven't thought of that, to be honest, Hilly. So I, I, surely it's a Queensland thing. No one can come from Melbourne and they couldn't find anyone else and that's the only explanation. Um, yeah, not bad, but that... Surely it's the it's the only people they get. Otherwise, the only other people they get are actually in, in the club at the moment. So, yeah, not bad. So we'll move on to our, our moral of the week and I'll get you to go first, Hilly, because uh, mine's going to be quite funny, I think, and sponsored by PLI Financial Insurance. We've got a new sponsor. So thanks to them. Uh, what's your moral of the week, Hilly.
0: Mates, uh, I'd love to say Geelong, but obviously I get a, you know, I'm get i confident without being overconfident. But my moral of the weekend is going to be the Melbourne Storm on Sunday night. They are going to get the job done. They are a super side. And, you know, maybe it might be Cam Smith's farewell game. Who knows? The Storm, they've been super. They're a gun side. They are my moral of the weekend. They will get the job done Sunday night in the NRL grand final.
2: My moral of the week, Huey, and you're going to absolutely hate this, and it's not Richmond, but Gary Rowan will have another poor grand final. It's an absolute moral. Oh, piss off. He will be firing (laughs) up this week. No, it's a moral, Huey. It's a moral. We'll just wait
0: to see. He looked good last week. He had three goals last week. So I think the big gazzer, he'll be fired up. And I think he'll be thinking, uh, you know, I really need to step up if we're going to win the flag this year. I reckon you'll get the. I reckon you'll sneak under the radar against your little
2: tigers. No, we'll wait and see. But uh, it's probably something we're going to debate debate about next week whether it was a poor or a good game, and, and probably the result will reflect in that. So, bit of a funny one, but yeah, I think his his last two haven't been great, and I think he'll have another one. Third one's a charm. <laughs> On top in the big rowie,
0: hey mate, I cannot wait for the weekend. It's going to be absolutely awesome. I know you're pumped. I'm pumped. Uh, where are you watching it Saturday night, mate?
2: Oh, it's a dilemma at the moment because my whole family, the big crunch man and, and my brother-in-law and my sister are all Geelong. So they're, they're into me wanting to watch it. I've got mates into me. So I, I don't want to sit on my own. I've got to watch it with someone. So what about you?
0: Uh, I'm undecided yet. I know we've got uh, you know mutual friends and I don't think I could sit and watch with any of them because they're all Geelong bashes, so I think I'd be bashing them up as they're bagging my beloved cats. I actually think I might sit and watch it with my dad. Um, we've never sat and watched a grand final with one another because I've been in the last uh, four that Geelong have played in, so it'd be nice to sit with him and have a couple of beers and uh, hopefully see the caters get the job done.
2: Yeah, I think I'll do the same, but unfortunately my old man is Geelong, so we'll be, we will be at each other. <laughs>
0: Hey, mate, we better call it quits. Another great episode. Thanks to our special guests as well. We always appreciate their time. And uh, may the best team win on Saturday night. Hopefully, that's the Cats. And uh, I can't wait to, uh, well, maybe dissect this next week. If we win, if we don't, it might be a week off.
2: Yeah, go, Tigers! And I'll tell you what, Hilly, if if Dustin Martin wins a third Norm Smith, you won't want to listen to the podcast next week because I'll be up and about.
0: Ah. dusty i don't want to hear (laughs) it
2: (laughs) good luck big fun
0: on that note thanks for joining us mate as always i hope you enjoyed the sporting hacks with hilly and jules and we look forward to catching you up with you next week
1: woke up this morning from the strangest dream
0: i was in the biggest army The world has ever seen We were marching as one On the road To the holy grail